Peace, this is your host Krill of Out The Box. The following interview is part of our throwback series of Out The Box Talks. These are interviews that were done prior to the official season one and two of Out The Box Talks. Enjoy. Welcome to another edition of Out The Box Radio. I'm your host Krill. Our special guest on the line today is an artist who we've been trying to connect with for quite some time now. Many of you may be familiar with his production work as a prominent member of the DMV collective known as the Low Budget Crew. His beat-making skills have earned him early accolades from the likes of artists such as Grab Lover, Pete Rock, and Marley Marl, and he has went on to work with a number of other respected names in hip-hop. In 2004, he released his remix LP of Jay-Z's Black Album, which gained him major attention and later led to the release of his solo debut entitled I Do What I Do. This project featured him as a producer, but also showcased his talents as an MC. Since then, he has continued to grow and become one of the most respected talents in the world of hip-hop producers. So today, it was with great pleasure that I present to you Hailing originally from Landover, Maryland, the producer extraordinaire himself, my homie, Kev Brown. Welcome to Out the Box, brother. Peace, 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 everybody. Peace. How you doing? Good to be here. Good to have you, man. Good to have you. and finally get you on the line for Out the Box, man. It's a pleasure. Hey, good to be here, no doubt. No doubt. I see you got a lot going on, brother. Um... You know, the, the Brazil dedication LP is out now. You had the songs without words that you dropped not too long ago. You know, and uh, the, the even the Africa dedication joint, the South Africa dedication joint, a lot yeah. is going on, and I'm just happy to see that the production is continuing with you. You know what I mean? Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm trying, you know, trying to keep it going. <laughs> That's it. No doubt. So what I like to do, Kev, you know, in terms of, like, starting off some of these interviews is like really taking a moment to go back into your history, you know, just to give listeners out there some insight into how you got your start. So uh, right. to kick things off within the interview, tell us exactly how you got your start in music. What initially created the desire for you to want to do music as a career? Man, um, shoot, um, uh, well, I started out in music. Music just been all around me from just growing up. You know, what I mean, family real music entrenched in music. My mother still plays, uh, you know, piano in church every Sunday. Mm. Uh, piano in the house. Uh, growing up, um, just you know, my father played guitar. Um, you know, just real, real musical family. You know, uh, growing up, mad. You know, records. Um, you know, records in the house. Just you know, my father used to collect records. Yeah. Growing up, he used to collect forty fives. Um, and uh, you know, every Christmas, you know, you get the, you get the, uh, you know, Jackson Five Christmas every year. Right. Or, you know, the Ramsey Lewis Christmas jazz mm. joint. Um, so, you know, it's just the foundation of that. Um, but from getting into music, that's a, that's a jump. You know, like music business. Um, right. You know, I, um, I never really thought about, you know, uh, getting into it until, uh, you know, I really st started getting into the 
production and uh and the beats and stuff and you know later on <laughs> i remember i went to a job interview one time and uh they asked mm. like what do you want to do like what do you really and uh you know i was like yo i want to i want to rap it's <laughs> <laughs> like i want to be a rapper like i you know i do music and stuff and it's crazy like i, I started off as, as you know rapping I, you know, I needed original beats to rap over, and that's where the, you know, the beats came from. Right. Um, and uh, you know, I got my foot in the door through the, the touch of jazz situation through Jazzy Jeff. Right. And uh, magnificent and everything. Um, but before that, like I never, you know, I was doing music, but I never really super thought about it. Like, yo, maybe I could, you know really do this mm. um but you know just from a couple of things happening you know you never know what you know you never know you know mm. um but uh i can't i can't give you the exact you know narrow it down to you know the exact moment right. but uh you know that's that's just a little little capsule there for you know just to let you know where no doubt where it came from you know right right definitely the 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 root the foundation um tell me uh when it came to beat making um when did that become something that you saw a passion in doing um well it came from it, you know, like I said, it came from uh, just wanting some original beats to rap over. Like, you know, Cass would, you know, back in the day, you know, go to open mics and stuff. And, um, you know, I was rhyming and stuff. And I just needed, I wanted original rap beats to rap over. Instead of just, you know, you used to have a single back in the day. It used to come with the, um, you know, the cassette joint used to come with the, you know, the instrumental on the other side. So right. Cass used to rock, rock over that at the open mics and stuff. But just to have a, a upper hand a little bit, I wanted like some original stuff. Mm. So that's where initially that's where it came from. Um, and my man Early Reed, shout out to Early Reed. Um, you know he was making beats. He was doing the pause and makes joints. Mm. <laughs> that's how far back you know this is back. Um, so like he was doing the pause and makes joints. That was the first person I seen like really like make a beat. Like it was you know the old school style, but. You know, that's kind of where it came from. And I just, you know, that's essentially where it came. I just needed beats. And then once I got into making beats, um, it just came down to, like, which one, uh, you know, was more fun, mm -hmm. like rapping or making beats. So I, I, I some, it was a turning point where it was like, you know what, I like making beats more than rapping. Mm. But I still like rapping still. But, you know, the beats, I think, is the more, you know, more on the front burner instead of the back burner you right. know so that's that's kind of where where that came from and i met my man saw young back in the day at an mm. open mic and um Cy you know once young. i started yeah man once i started mm. kicking it with him i was like well you know i still rhyme but i was like yeah i'd rather just make beats for this dude because he's tight so mm. you know, that's, that's pretty much where i was like all right maybe i'll just fall back from rhyming and then more cats in the crew came along, um, and I, you know, I was still rapping. But you know, even you can tell what I do. What I do is still like, all right, he's he rapping, but he's still right. doing the beat, still trying to balance it out a little bit. 
definitely. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned Cy Young because um, I want to talk a little bit about the origins of the low-budget crew, uh, which we spoke about briefly in the intro. Um, Low-budget low budget being a collective of artists and, and talented individuals you share a camaraderie with. Uh, tell us exactly how Low Budget came together and uh, what you think uh, actually helped you guys to get the recognition you, you further got. Uh, well, low budget, it, it came together kind of organically, I guess you could say. Uh, it wasn't a, really wasn't like a plan, like, yo, I'm going to get a crew together or whatever. It just kind of like happened over the years, like, you know, meeting mutual people that you was cool with and mm -hmm. music too. And, you know, just eventually it was like, all right, well, you, you look kind of look around and it's like, all right, it's a crew of dudes. You know, we doing our thing or whatever. Um, uh, that's pretty much. I, and I met cats in various, you know, various ways. Like you, you know, mm -hmm. with Young, I met a lot of cats at an open mic um, mm -hmm. at, um, that was around here, like Capitol Heights, Maryland. Mm -hmm. um, it was crazy. Uh, it was a, uh, a little kind of like a hole in the wall kind of place that used to throw open mics. Um, and uh, and uh, once I you know, started doing, going hard and trying to get, make my little music and get heard. I used to go to this open mic every week. And I mm. met a lot of cats from from the crew in there. I met cats like Odyssey, right. um, Sean Bourne, um, Cy Young. Um, yeah, I met mad people. Um, mm -hmm. a bunch of, uh, along with a bunch of other artists. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a while ago, man. Got right, me. right. Who 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 are some of the the I mean I'm I'm sure there's probably a lot, but who are some of like the prominent members of of low budget that are people might be familiar with out there? Well, starting off, um, I guess uh, uh the main members of our cast early on it was guys like Cy Young. Mm -hmm. Um. He was, a, you know, featured on the I Do What I Do, John. He was on The Magnificent. Um, and uh, it was Odyssey also. He was also on The Magnificent, too. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, let me see, you got Ken Starr. Mm -hmm. um, Drop the Star Status joint. That was probably like 2006, I think. Right. Um, Jeez. Uh you also have uh, DJ Roddy Rod. Roddy Rod, I was just thinking about him. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Um, you got my man, um, who else? I'm uh, blanking out. It's mad people in the crew here. Is Chamber. that Kiamba? Kiamba is part of Yeah. Yep, um, aka Al Green. Um, and uh, you got DJ Marshall Law. Um mm. It's Mac, you know, Mac. Mac has, has, no has, doubt. Uh, pretty know, much, it, pretty much that whole. People are leaving out too, you know. Nah, it's all good. P pretty much that whole DMV scene, you know, because for me, the reason I ask is because I was always kind of like not 100% clear on who fully represented low budget. I, I know it was kind of something that you fronted a lot. And right. um, I wasn't sure. I mean, I've, I've heard other records and I've heard the name tossed around a lot. 
but I just never really knew who like really fit in the actual crew. But um, that's cool. That's 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 pretty much what I was thinking. That's I mean soon. I, I guess that's a, a question that a lot of people have. Like soon, it's going to be um, a little more clear. We're going to put, right. put things out a little more clear. Exactly who's in the crew, who's affiliated, and mm. all that type of stuff. No doubt. So, um, Kev, it's a little known fact that your remix of Jay Z's Black album also known as the Brown Album, came out before the Danger Mouse remix, the Grey Album, that people began to know. And obviously you went on to be well-recognized and quite successful since then. What was it that inspired you to remix and put your production touch on that project? Man, um, that was... I can't give any credit because, I mean, I can't take the credit for that because uh, Uh. that was pretty much like... uh, I think that was Peter Rosenberg and mm. uh, and uh, Quarterman, uh, another member of the crew. Uh, um, they uh, they came up with the idea. Uh, Peter had, you know, he was a DJ back before Hot ninety seven. He was DJing, you know, at a uh, University of Maryland. Right. You know, he he went to University of Maryland, so he was DJing at the radio station and stuff there, mm. and DJing other places. He would get uh, acapellas, um, or he would get records. You know, being a DJ, he would get stuff before okay. a lot of people would get it. And um, he was like, "Yo, I got these acapellas. You should do the remix. If you do it um, soon enough, you'd be the first one. You know, you'd be the first one out." And blah, blah, blah. you know they was giving me all of the, and wow. I was like, uh, you know, I was like, I at the time I was like, uh, I don't really want to do, you know. So nah, you saying really that Peter, possible. Peter sought you out? Um, no, nah, I knew I'm, I've known Pete, <laughs> like I've known Pete, like right. years. <laughs> that that's um, kind of what I wanted to, you know, go go a little bit back on because you're talking about Peter Rosenberg out here in New York. He's like. A major yeah. name on morning radio, so and I, and yeah. I knew that he had his origins in um in the DMV, but it, it's for the first time I'm actually hearing you speak on that history. So just touch a little bit on how you you know got to know this guy. Man, Peter, <laughs> uh, Peter, um, I, I well, okay, I used to work at University of Maryland, <laughs> um. And I didn't even realize that they had a, a radio station. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but they, you know, like all, all, I guess campuses have a radio station. But um, I didn't realize that they, you know, he was playing hip hop and stuff. I went to a, I went to this uh, MC battle, and um, I had some tapes. I was, you know, passing out tapes, trying to, you know, do a promo thing, making my own tapes, and you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, with his on it and stuff, still you know passing them out, whatever. Um, I got I, I entered in the bag. I crushed that the battle, but mm-hmm. I met some, I met some you know some tight people there. I met cats from University of Maryland, some people that I still you know there's people that I still know to this day. Right. Um, and uh, I met I got the the contact with this cat named DJ Most Dangerous. Right. Um, and he was like, yo, you should come to the radio station, Bob. I was like, well, I didn't even know. I work at university. I didn't even know they had a radio station. Wow. So, you know, I went up there, and, like, every Friday, I guess it was, like, all hip-hop. That was, like, hip-hop day or whatever on the, on the radio station because they mm-hmm. had mad, 
like hip hop shows and mix shows and stuff. Um, and Peter was one of the DJs up there. Um, my man Hegdolo was a was a radio host, you know, up there too. Okay. Um, Soul Control is my man. Um, DJ Stylus and and you know it's it's a lot of people that come from that university, man. Even critically acclaimed with the with you know Quartermain. I met Quartermain up there. I met Graf right. up there. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, you know, uh, Peter used to have a, a show called du- From uh, Dust Till Dawn, like I named after the movie, the okay. Tarantino song. Um, yeah, and he used to have a show, you know, and uh, I used to go up there and uh, I was like, wow, I was amazed. I was like, whoa, this, is a, this place been here this whole time. I didn't even know it. You know, I'm just getting into the, you know, just being, you know, old enough to go out and, and get it cracking and go places right. and because their radio show was on mad late at night. Uh, right. Peter's show was. It was on like midnight or something. Wow, so okay. I used to always go up there, and when I would make some new music, I would bring it up there. They would play it on the radio. You know, it was like, you know, those early days. Of, right, uh, right. So um, it, was a co- it was a college connection. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's definitely. dope. So, I mean... Then, I, he ended I, up being my DJ at a certain point, mm. um, being my manager at a certain point. Like, yeah. No doubt. So, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off at first. So, you know, fast forwarding, you know, back to the, 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 the Brown, you know, the Brown album, you, you said oh, right. about uh, Peter influencing that. Right, right, right. He had, you know, they had the, you know, he had the acapellas and stuff before everybody. So, you know, they, they basically convinced me because I was like, oh, I don't really want to do it. I wasn't, you know, I didn't get it. You know what I mean? I, I didn't mm-hmm. really, you know, understand it. But, um, you know, you know, so that's when I, you know, that's why the album is so short because I didn't do all of the songs. I was like, I don't feel like doing, you know, I don't know how many songs is on there, right. um, like twelve songs or something. But I did like six songs, maybe. I was like, all right, I could do these, and um, you know, I was like, all right, put it out and see what happens. But you know, you know, thankfully I did it because, you know, it got a, a really good buzz off, you know. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to create such a buzz like that. Wow. Um, and um, I don't know. At the time, I, I don't know. I, I think they might have told me like, "Yo, do it so you'd be the first one." But I, I realized it. Either way, I realized it like before, you know, because everybody came out with remixes. Right. But I remember at first, though, I remember on hip hop site. Right. Um, they had the big, you know, the big picture of the cover and everything. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's that's um, kind of how that, that went down. I took like right. a week and did the whole, and did the um, did all of the remixes. And, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to spend a week doing this. Whatever I don't do, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so, right. you know, that's, that's that's how it came, came about. But I like the way, it, you know, it's like a little simple, little EP kind of thing. It's right. Nice. Now I'm I'm thinking and did did um Ninth Wonders um remix of uh Nas's God Stepson um uh, did that have an impact on on you wanting to take yeah, it that direction? That's right. That's right. That's the reason why now I remember. That's why I mm. was like I don't want to do it because Ninth did the um okay. did the Nas joint. I was like right. I don't want like not you know Ninth just did not you know and that joint was tight. So right. I was like you know. I ain't trying to like. I want to find my own way to to break out or whatever. But um, you know, Peter and them was like, "Nah, you should just do this, and you know, it's gonna be good." 
So, you know, I gave it that's a shot. What's, that's what's up, man. Props to Peter for actually, you know, influencing that and motivating you. You know, a lot of people have come to really, you know, love your music and respect you as an artist because of that initially. So that's a dope thing, man. Um, I'm glad you actually did it. <laughs> yeah, know? what up? Now, Kev, it's known that uh, your production has a pretty soulful, bassy, analog, boom bap feel to it, if I'm describing it right. I'm trying to think of all these words to come up with the Kev Brown sound. But um, I, it, it, we don't really get a chance to hear that type of sound nowadays. That's why I feel like your music is so unique, you know, because nowadays everything is so electronic, you know. The electronic yeah. thing is taking over, and I could really appreciate what you do. Now, for people out there that might not know, tell us a little bit um, about your production approach. What type of equipment uh, do you use and how do you manipulate that equipment to produce the type of sound we've come accustomed to from you? Um, well, uh, for about about 10, uh, yeah, about 10 years, uh, I, I was using uh, um, the MPC mm-hmm. 2000XL. Um I got that joint, like, back, I guess, around when it first came out, around, like, 2099, 2000. I remember the first credit card I ever got. That was, like, the first purchase, you know, like, brand new. I went to the, the Musician's Friend catalog. Mm. I was like, I want that. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that was the, you know, for the past, you know, that... It was an era of music where that's like all I was using, like straight up, blah, that's that's it. I got this and, you know, I got my recorder. I still use, this, you know, some old equipment. Um, right. Not like I'm just a, a crotchety person or like an old head or whatever, but, you right. know, what I, when this breaks, I'm probably going to get something else. But, you know, for now, you know, this is what I started using and... Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really broke, so I, I'm gonna just use it until Keep it, it. <laughs> so it don't work anymore. Um, uh, but yeah, I used the, the XL for for um, for at least ten years, and mm-hmm. then I got the, uh, maybe two or three years ago, I got the MPC twenty five hundred, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been using that. I still got the XL, so sometimes I flip between either one. Um, mm-hmm. I also have. Uh, uh, the little SP drum machines, I like those. The, uh, okay. I got a 404, SP 404. I used to have a 505, um, but when I got the 404, I gave the 505 to my man, Early Reed. Mm. He, he, he making beats on that now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've, I've made beats on that. I use those mainly f- like for effects. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, I don't want to give too much away because I know people are... Mm. <laughs> studying, studying the Matrix, son. So I, I, I you know, um, right, right, right. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's pretty much the gist of you know. I don't have any like super, you know. It don't look like the Batcave when you come over here. Nothing. Right, right, right. You know, pretty simple. Um, pretty simple setup. I don't have any. Uh, I wish I had a um, 
you know, some some nice vacuum compressors and, mm, and mm. the analog, all that good stuff. But right. I don't, you know, I don't, right now I don't have all that stuff. I just been, I just use what I got pretty much. Every once in a while I upgrade something, but usually I just wait till something breaks <laughs> and right, then right. you know just uh, upgrade that. You remind me of um, Apollo Brown. The last time I had it, I talked with him. He, he said the same thing. Like he uses the same equipment. Like you know, so like some of the oldest stuff he sticks with. Like yeah. he, there's no need to change. You know, if it ain't broke. Like the saying, yeah. if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. You know what I mean? But um, the, the reason why I asked the question too was kind of more so. We know what type of equipment you use. We understand the XL is there, but you know, as far as you know being able to create that unique sound that we know is that signature Kev Brown sound you 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 have to manipulate the 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 um the um equipment in a way that provides that so i was kind of curious to know what are some sounds you're looking for that that kind of gives off the um the traditional Kev Brown sound that we like um i don't know i don't know if it's a particular um, I hear bass guitar a lot. Well, yeah. Um <laughs> I guess you could say that's that's part of my style. I uh um I program, you know, my bass lines and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's not like a particular sample or nothing though. Most of the time it's not. Um it's just a note. It's you know, it's like it's a sample just like everything else, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like it's a uh but it's like a note, like just like one note maybe and then okay. you just um, if you go on YouTube, you can see like I'm, I hit the level. You know, it's a 16 level feature on the joint, and it, it gives you a scale. Mm. And then you can play whatever, not not just the bass line, but whatever. Um, if you know how to do it, you know what I mean. It's a certain certain sounds don't sound right doing it. You get the Mickey, you know, you get the chipmunk sound with some right, stuff when it goes right. up or down or whatever. But like with bass lines. If you do it right, it's a, it's a key to doing it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to give the key out. Right, right, <laughs> but right. It's certain, it's certain stuff that you can do to make it, you know, sound live or sound, um, you know, just sound realistic. Um, but it's, it's, it's when, I'm, when I was doing it, I never thought that I was doing something that people was like, oh, snap, he's doing that. You know what I mean? Right. I, I was just doing it because... I think it came from just uh, from a, a upgrade of equipment because I had a, a older drum machine before I had the MPC. It was I had a um, a Kai S twenty mm. um, sampler. Not really. I don't know if you call it a drum machine, but um, it didn't do all of the stuff that the MPC did. So when I got the MPC and figured it out, I kind of went crazy with the um, well. Say it again, Kev. I, I lost you a little bit. It sounded a little muffled. Oh, my bad. Um, hold up, let me turn, turn it up there. Um, you well, sound uh, good, but I just lost okay. you for a second. Well, the well, I, you know, I don't know what point. Uh, but uh, you know, I just I got busy with the sixteen levels, basically mm -hmm. on the on the you know the the MPC and uh. You know, people think I'm doing something. Maybe I am doing something special, but I, I don't think, you know, it seems like a regular thing. You know what I mean? Like when I'm doing it, it seems like anybody else could do it. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's just, you know, 
what you know the 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 equipment is just half of it but i guess maybe other half is just from listening to music you know what i mean and just hearing how people play instruments and then doing that you know because i I look at what i'm doing like it's like special effects it's Mm -hmm. like um like but like old school movie special effects like uh before they had computers like now you know how everybody does it like yo all right they did it with a computer or whatever but you know at the end of the day you don't know exactly how they did it but you know they did it with a computer somehow Mm. but back then it was like all right they ain't have no computers i was how did they make star wars how did they do that like Mm. what how did they make it look like they was out of space flying spaceships with no computer like how you know like that's the real magic of it like Mm. to, to make it sound like it's really real you know it is real but to make it sound like it's really real like somebody played it and then people like yo you you know i see stuff online a lot like Cass is like yo he got a keyboard he plays your he plays with a bit you know i don't know how to play nothing (laughs) you know what i mean like i don't know how to play any instruments at all like the mpc is my musical instrument Mm. so you know it's 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 no crazy you know magic string you no know, it is like some david copperfield stuff when when <laughs> i when i think about it when people's like yo how'd you right. how'd you do that it's like yeah that's why i'm like now i kind of like keep certain stuff to myself like a right. like a magician like you can you don't tell you know your, your trick like you just saw somebody in half mm-hmm. you don't just tell them how you did it um so you know i just kind of keep certain stuff simple because people got their own theories about how i do stuff anyway so mm. i just like to, i like to let them just think about you know because that's kind of how i got into beats because we didn't have youtube and right you know it wasn't forums where you'd click on it and you'd learn how to yo i don't know how to save on my joint let me go online and learn how to man we had none of that so you had to, you had to figure out you know i'm listening to pete rock soul survivor like yo how did he get the drums swinging right. Like, how'd he do that? Like, I, I couldn't go on YouTube. All I could do was just listen over and over and over again. And then when I got some equipment, try to do it like that. But don't, right. you know, finding my own way to do it by hearing all this other great stuff like Premiere and, you know, all super classic stuff. Not even Premiere, you know, not even just hip-hop stuff, but just, you know, Quincy Jones, Burt Bacharach, and mm-hmm. crazy David Axelrod and stuff. Mm. Uh, and just hearing how they was doing it like you know they was right. they was killing it like and just trying to make make your stuff like that like the standards the stuff i grew up on the standards is so high it's just like yo i gotta make something incredible like that and then and you know you just start out like yo how can i you know you, you listen to your favorite people like yo how did premiere like how is he chopping these joints up but you chop and then you try it and mm-hmm. then it don't sound right like you know what i mean like it's like you just got to stay with it you know and yeah so, so would you stay on. would you say yeah. you learn from trial and error because I'm, I'm listening to you and i'm just thinking okay did you was there a point where you you got the mentoring from someone else or was this mostly just try trial and error let me let me just try to let me let me push the bar let me try this out well some of that was well when i was first learning the mpc my man ken wood he had a um 
before the XL, it was a the regular 2000 came out. It was just called the MPC 2000. I think mm-hmm. that came out like 98 or something like that. And he had it. I met him at University of Maryland, too. Um, his name was DJ Tripp when I first met him. But his his real name is Ken Wood. I was like, yo, <laughs> you need to just use your regular real name. name right? <laughs> your yeah. name is classic already. Your name is right. Ken Kenneth Wood. Like, yo, let's go with that. That um, dope. But yeah, he he used to come, you know, he used to bring his junk. He was in, in, in school there. He used to um, bring his MPC down sometimes um, when his parents let him because they know he'd probably be just in the dorm all day making beats and not going to school or whatever. Right. Um, but every once in a while, he would bring it down. And uh, before I got my MPC, I used to, I would bring, I remember one time I brought my, my S20 over his dorm and he was like, you making beats on this? Like, cause he heard, he heard my stuff before he saw the equipment I was using or whatever. Right. And he was like, yo, you making beats on this? This joint don't have no Quantas. This joint don't have it. Like he was like naming all the stuff like, yo, how you be doing? How you do that? Like how you be right. doing your bass lines on this? What, what you doing? Like, um, so later on, I seen that, you know, he had the 2000 and I was like, yo, that's crazy, you know. So later on, you know, once, like I said, I got the American Express crack off, got the um, the 2000. So we started, like, trading secrets and stuff together. We, You know, we was boys. We used to always go to the radio station and stuff. Um, so, you know, any you know, anytime he would find something out, he would, we would hit each other up or he would hit me up like, yo, I found out how to do whatever because it, it was a... It's a feature on the on the the two thousand. Um, now they have it where the button lights up when you wow. uh, when you go to a certain screen. It'll let you know that there's a screen like you know like a computer. There's a screen inside right. the screen, like Windows or whatever. But back then, the uh, the XL doesn't the light the button doesn't light up. So mm. sometimes you would just be on the screen and just hit the button by accident. Like yo, so holding up the screen. <laughs> Popped wow. up, yo, let me call Kim. Yo, did you know about the mixer screen inside the mixer screen? Wow. You know, like the little stuff like that. Um, I so remember, y'all, y'all kind of was like, yeah. served as like a little uh, competition that kind of helped y'all to grow with, with the knowledge of the, the MP. Yeah, I guess it was it was competition, but it was very, it was like super friend. Right, super friendly, friendly, no doubt. Yeah. But it, to the point where it wasn't even like, it was just like, yo, you know what I mean? Like We was just having fun pretty much. Right, um, right. Um, cause he was nice with the drums. He, he knew how to, I was, he was the first person I was like, yo, your drums sound like it's a real person playing the drums. How are you uh, doing this? It's coming out of machine. I, I don't understand how you're doing this. Cause I so was, is, and you know, mm-hmm. is he producing today? Is, is Kenwood around today? Like you, well, you talk so highly of him. I mean, he's still, he's still through, you know, through low budget records and through the crew and stuff. He's okay. still. <laughs> quote unquote producing but he's not um making beats right now though but he's got wow. we got like a super vault of kenwood joints <laughs> wow. um from from like so people are hearing stuff they probably don't know these beats is probably maybe like 10 years old mm. 10 12 years old right. um but they were so ahead of their time when when he was doing them you know you know, people talk about me like, yo, your stuff is crazy. But like, Ken Wood was one of them other dudes that was, 
you know, he was super nice with the beat. Wow. Like, he showed me a lot. Like, he showed me the drums. Crazy. Like, his, RZA was his favorite producer. So he used to have the raw drums. Like, but it would sound like RZA, but it was it would be, like, still his own style, though. And it was crazy. Like, the way he used to chop the stuff, I was like, yo, what? I never thought about chopping that. Like, like he would leave mad air on the joints, like, so to where they would just go into each other, I was like, "Yo, this wow. I never thought about that." And like stuff like Quantas, and and uh, you know, I was I was struggling one time. I was like, "Yo, I can't get these samples. It, the samples don't land right on the joint." He says, "Yo, just take the Quantas off." I was like, "Yo, how come I ain't never think of that?" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just little stuff like that. Like, and I wow. would show him how to how to do the bass. You know, the bass like. He was nice with the drums. I was nice with the bass. So that okay. was kind of like a good, a good mix up. We would make beats sometimes. He would chop the drums up. You know, we'd do the sample or whatever. We, I, you know, we'd take turns doing like little pits, parts of the beat or whatever. Word, um, that's what's up, man. Shout out to yeah. Ken Wood. I, I'm glad yeah. to hear this story, man. It's, there's always somebody in the background that we don't get to hear about that has influenced yeah. some of our, you know, favorite artists and. Shout out yeah, to him, man. You know what I'm saying? Ken Wood was, Ken Wood was nice, man. No he's, doubt, man. He's super nice. He was also at Touch of Jazz. Also, um, he did um, have some joints on the Magnificent too. That's what's um, up. What up? Wonderful. So, Kev, um, I actually want to take a music break and go into something, uh, you know, uh, for the fans to hear some music of yours. Definitely off of the uh, your debut solo album. I do what I do. Uh, so this joint, we're going to take a break and go into, it's called Beats and Rhymes, featuring the one and only Kev Brown on the line today with uh, Fonte and Odyssey on the track. And again, this is off the I Do What I Do album, which is Kev Brown's solo album. Came out in 05, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go into it. Beats and Rhymes, Out the Box Radio, Kev Brown. Yeah. Y'all know it is, man. Kev Brown, trying to get this to finish his album. Or hell, at least start the motherfucker off. You know what I'm saying? Drove all the way out from North Carolina to do a little something. I'ma give it to him like this, y'all. Check it, check it, check it. Uh, even though they try to hate and defile us, they could never stop Tate from being the vilest. New Jack swinging, I break it down like Kyle West. Y'all can all be sure to put your dough where your mouth is and cop everything we come out with. Cause Kev beats turning, my rhymes burn like Auschwitz. Ziggins had their eye on Fonte from the outset. Cause I keep things simple and playing like Southwest on the higher heights. Put the mic down, this is my advice. Cause Tay make the crowd say ho like Hottie Flice. Hands in the errand, son and knees against that makes me a parent four years ago my girl made me a parent four years later Kev's beats we be sharing going back and forth in the car straight illin and they say I'm raising hell I just calling Dylan and right now I'm chilling in Kev's crib y'all know who the best is when he dropped the beat and it bangs drove up 95 with 16 and the bangs and I'm out until y'all see me again smart tickle come on 365, bring it to your live whenever we arrive. That's right, right. It's about that time to get in the state of mind. Yeah. Beats and rhymes again. Action packed, yeah. hit them yeah. with the high dosage. Deliver the rap postage. Got it sewn up with no stitch. Just a regular thing. Cell phone got the regular ring. Name 
hold prominence Write bars like alcoholics, check out the audience Old school, sometimes I'm antisocial It won't speak, stay cooler than Cochise Drop poems over the beats to hold the streets Coming around, constant, touchdown like offense Under my cleats is where the comp is Swarming, either on stage or recording And crossing, my past when you lose your fortune 24-7, 365, bring it to your live Whenever we arrive, that's right, right It's about that time to get in the state of mind With beats and rhymes again How I do it is raw, how I do it is fresh How I do it to death Yazigans ain't fluent in pursuing these checks. All on the road to riches and won't slow down for bitches. See, I'm programmed for business with no glitches. So I won't get frozen. Whole position flows that'll go the distance. So when I speak, y'all supposed to listen. Like I'm the teach in a class of my own. Like I'm slow, I'm kidding. But on some real ish, Odyssey means journey. So when I rap, Yazigans on field trips. Welcome to the nation's capital. Greater Washington, my diggins, here we after loot. And if you talking rap, you should ground here. And our names ain't in it, then you really ain't a tenant. So please quit pretending your care. Tell them thank me, cause they style been invented. Low budget forever in it, and I'm out. Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. I got my brother Kev Brown on the line. The joint yeah. you just heard was Beats and Rhymes featuring Fonte and Odyssey off of I Do What I Do, Kev Brown's first debut solo project. Loving that joint, brother. I mean, just the, the, the music is just flawless, man. The beats, the <laughs> rhymes, everybody getting off on that. It was it was some years ago when that came out, but you could go back yeah. to it and listen to it, and you could still feel it even in this day. So um, I, I like to say that your music is timeless, brother. Thank you, man. I, I mean, that's what we try to do. Right. Um, you know, like like I said, just the you know the stuff I grew up listening to. You still listen to it. You know right. what I mean? Like you still can go back and listen to it. You might get tired of it from listening to it over and over again. But then, you know, you take some time off, you go right back to it. No um, so that's the type of stuff that I, you know, I'm always trying to make that type of stuff. You know? Definitely. So um, you recently released two regionally themed projects which have influences outside of the U.S. And I'm referencing the South of Africa dedication EP, of course, and your latest Brazil dedication project. Now, these yeah. are non-European countries. So when you talk to your fans and people that support your music that come from these specific, specific regions, what is the common thing that you usually, um, you know, connects them to your sound? What is the common thing you hear from the people from these uh, regions when, it, when they're um, relating to your music? Hmm. I mean, I, I hear the same thing from... <laughs> that uh you know pretty much the same thing just good stuff uh mm. they enjoy the music they you know just a good fan response uh you know music is music pretty much is, is you know wherever you at so right um it's super hip-hop heads in brazil um it's uh, super hip-hop super duper hip-hop heads in south africa um mm. uh yeah, um, everywhere you go, you know, I just came from New Zealand, you know, that's 
you know, uh, it's a completely different area, but New Zealand yeah. and Australia and, you know, big fans out there. Um, mm. uh, but just, you know, universally, it's just like, you know, you, you could tell, you know, when people really enjoy the music just from the response when, you know, you, you know, some, like I said, in one rhyme, I stepped in some places feeling, feeling famous, mm. like, because like, you know, you walk in the room and I'm, I'm not that type of Kanye kind of dude where, right. you know, all eyes is on me and I know I'm the baddest motherfucker in here. Like right. I, I ain't really, I'm not really like that. And no I don't really find out till later where cats be like, yo, that's Kent Brown over there. Yo, that's wow. Kent. That type of stuff still, um, still, you know, blows, blows, blows my your mind. Right. Yeah, blows my mind. So, um, you know, it's still, you know, it's still those type of type of things, mm. but but it's just a good a good thing, it's a good feeling to see people just, you know, they 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 love it. They love mm. the music, you know, same way I love the music. Like mm. they, you know, but you know, it's a different connection. Um, like even with stuff like Albany, like people all over the world, people want Albany. Like when I do a show, I gotta do Albany. Like mm. I can't not do Albany. Like, right. So, <laughs> um, it just just little stuff like that. Well, that, that's not little, but things like mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, it's just like, all right, this is. Mm -hmm. If you're doing, you know, you know, if you're doing something right or wrong, you know, people, you know, the overall consensus of people is going to tell you. More than one person is going to tell you. So a lot mm -hmm. of people been been telling me that I've been doing pretty good. So mm -hmm. you know, that's a blessing. So what is it exactly you think they gravitate to, like in terms of when you talk to them? Like is it is it necessarily the beats or the way that you produce that um that 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 people really connect with overseas? Uh, I would I would say to start off at least I, you know I can't really you probably have to ask somebody over there but okay um it's, I would say mostly the beats maybe because mm -hmm. a lot of places. Depending on the place, they don't. A lot of people don't speak English, so that's not the main language. Right, right. So, I would think at least the music first would be the thing to grab them, mm -hmm. and then maybe the lyrics later. later. You know what I mean? It's, it depends on the area. You know, area, no doubt. Now but I I'm heard a beat dude. I'm a beat dude myself. So even you know even with English, you know what I mean? Like so, a lot of cats I'll be like, "What's this joint?" Like you know, even back in the day, I used to t you know check singles out. You read the back of it, like who did the beat? Well, you know, right. P. Rock did the beat. Premier. Oh, okay, let me, you know, let me check <laughs> this out. Like so, you know, it still, you know, still happens to this day. You know, that's what's up. Now, I heard that you spent about two months in Brazil when you initially just went out there to perform. How'd you end up staying there so long? And uh, how did the people and the vibe of the culture influence your perspective on music being out there? Man. um... Let's just say I kind of got I got talked into um, I easily got talked into staying out there. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, one of the um, the the cast that was back in you know the shows sponsor okay. I guess you call it one of the no sponsors promoter. Mm -hmm. um, it's like yo um, you know some more people that I can introduce you to and uh, you know. Just, just you know, got hyped up. This Brazil, man. <laughs> right. You know, he was like, "Yo, you ain't been to the beach yet, beach yet." <laughs> like, yo, 
you know, just little stuff. Like, it, it ain't take much. Um, no doubt. The ladies, like, I'm sure. Yes, like pretty <laughs> women, um, the weather. Right. Um, yeah, it was real. It was real. At that time, you know, I just broke up. You know, my girlfriend broke up with me and stuff. Like, mm. I was like, all right, well, maybe this is a sign. You know what I mean? Little, like, little I need vacation to right out now. here or something. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was, that was, you know, I went through... You know, it was ups and downs in Brazil because I was pretty. I was out there by myself, and like like right. I said, you know, I initially had planned to be out there probably like at the most like four days. Right. Um, wow. Because I, I had two shows initially: one show in Sao Paulo, and one show in Rio. Uh-huh. Um, but then you know, I stretched it out. I had a couple more shows. Got a couple more shows. Got a couple studio sessions and and things like that. Mm. Um. And it's a crazy, like, on the credits of the joint, I was like, yo, I might write a book one day. No like, doubt. I, maybe I, I will. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I will because you might need to. It's, so, it's so much stuff that happened. Um, but it's too close. I feel like it's too close to talk about right now. Okay. But, like, it'll make a tight-ass movie. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, it'll right. be like Kev Brown in Brazil. Like, it, it mm-hmm. won't even be my whole career. It'll just be, like, just that Brazil episode like the two months, two months in Brazil or something right. like, right. You know what I mean? Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, you know, a lot of good stuff happened, a lot of bad stuff. I met some crazy people. I met some tight people. Um, mm. it was just a whole, a whole experience, you know? Right. Um, but now, now when I'm talking about it now, I try to talk about all of the, the just the straight positive stuff. Right. Definitely. Um, that happened. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's not every day that, you know, an artist actually goes out there, goes out, even a place like Brazil, you're talking about a place that, um, you know, you, and spend two months out there, you know. Um, so I was just curious to know, like, what what's, what type of inspiration that gave for you as a musician, just, just scoping out that land, you know what I mean? Soaking up the yeah. land, you know. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was, a, um, it was definitely, it was like being on another planet. It was really, uh different man it's no really doubt. different now tell me a bit about the last track on the brazil dedication album the bail black remix you said that it actually features live musicians that are sampled from the original hilden sessions give people yeah. a briefing on the importance of uh hilden's work and what was the experience like for you word up um bali bali black bali black remix um well, Hilden, I met Hilden, of course, I met Hilden in Brazil. Um, but, you know, truthfully, when I met Hilden, I didn't know about him at all. But come mm. to find out, he's a super um, OG uh, soul singer, um, musician. You know, he had he dropped records back in the 70s. Um, he got joints, you know, recently, too. Um, he's got a new album actually coming out soon, I think. Okay. Um, but um, he's like known for like being like OG uh in the game. It's a it's a um another artist out there named Tim Maya. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever heard of him, but he's one of the biggest um Brazilian artists. Like he's like super you know, if you say Tim Maya in Brazil, everybody knows who 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 he that is. is. He got jams. Um he's like he I was you know I I, I don't know the exact reference the exact uh, uh similarity but you know um i look at it like um f- 
Frank Sinatra or a, um, he's not a he's not a jazz dude, but in 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 perspective perspective he's um on some like Sinatra um you know just one of those classic dudes that right. everybody cook out Frankie Beverly and Mage Plant nah Tim mm. Myers Plant you know what I mean he's one of those <clears throat> one of those dudes um and he worked with uh he worked with Tim Meyer also um okay. back in the day he, he dropped the uh he dropped the children's out children's project. Um, he, he has a vast career. Like he's he's like super OG with the with the music and and you know highly acclaimed, um, highly acclaimed dude. Really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Hilden Hilden that is. Right. Um, really nice guy. Um, and that that came about. He asked me. Um, he was you know he was working on his project and he wanted me to do a remix of one of his songs and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the studio, got there late, um, but um, he gave me the studio session pretty much of just the whole, um, you know, just the whole section, the whole studio session, the instruments, the horns, wow. you know, tambourines, all that good stuff, um, which he never does. He told me, he's like, I don't never, you know, that, you know, music is personal. Right. And I understand, I don't like giving out. I don't like giving out my stuff to people. Like, uh, that's why, uh, on a side note, uh, I, I don't give out, you know, if you notice, like I, I don't really put out my acapellas and stuff or like mm-hmm. even with the crew stuff, I don't like giving acapellas cause I don't want anybody to like mess with my stuff. Right, right. <laughs> I don't want, like, I feel like if I remit, you know, if I did it, like, I don't want just anybody just grabbing it and just doing whatever, whatever. Um, it's not like a, a snobby thing or right. nothing. It's just like, yo, you know, got, got, you know, it's like, Understood. you know, the stuff is like your kids almost. You don't, you don't want to see your kids out there looking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, shoot, I missed my, I, I knew I was going to forget my, my, I went to the side note and. No, nah, it's all good. I mean, up. you were talking about Hilden and him giving you the, uh, the sessions. And you were saying yes. that you don't usually do that. So yes, yes, closeness that's where to music. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he gave me the sessions and, you know, had all the instruments in it. And uh, my man, uh, I was at this time, I was staying with my man, Pai Lua, um, P-A-I-L-U-A, my man, Pai Lua. Um, and I uh, went back to his house and, uh, start, you know, worked on the joint. It's uh, crazy, man. Um, yeah, that was the, I think that was probably, you know, the first mm-hmm. time with the 2500, like doing like some super, right. like remix, remix stuff. And I, you know, just being, so all you had out there was the 2500. Yeah. That was the only, it. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all I had. All the brought with me. Um, and it, it worked. <laughs> it worked for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cause I'm listening to that project now and I'm just loving it, man. You know, and I actually want to get into something off of that off of that project but okay. um before we get into that i just want to shift gears a little bit to talk about your recognition in music i feel like while you're known and recognized in the quote-unquote underground hip-hop world your music to me is still a bit underrated like and i mean that with all due respect like right. i feel like you're extremely talented and your style is extremely unique but 
I'm always curious to know, like, why haven't we heard you collaborate with more names, you know? And I don't mean just mainstream, but just across the board. Why haven't we heard more Kev Brown production with, you know, with, on, you know, over other MCs and stuff? Mm. Um, well, I think it's, I, I don't think I really put myself out there like that. Mm. Um, I, I actually, I, I know I haven't put myself out there. If, you know, if I have, I haven't enough. Um, but I'm, I'm working on that now with, uh, you know, dealing with new management and, uh, right. just the label and, you know, just trying to make some things happen. It's, it's certain things that have to be in place, you know, for certain stuff to happen. Um, Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm putting those things in place now. So hopefully you're going to hear more production. You know, I went at first, initially the past couple years, um, you know, at first I went real hard trying to get joints out to people. Right. But I wasn't getting the response that, oh, I, just... that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I kind of like just went into the like hermit mode and just worked with the crew mainly and just started dealing with, like people that just wanted to work with me, whether they would be like super underground people or right. you know, just whoever. If it was down with me, you know, these are the people that are just checking for for Kev Brown beats or whatever. Right. So, you know, that's that's the route that I took and then, you know, the past couple of years with the record label, I just been putting my putting, you know, my uh instrumental joints mainly and and, you know, just dropping my own stuff. So I just kind of been like, I ain't really worrying about shopping right. these people. I'm gonna just put my own stuff out. Mm-hmm. But um, it would be cool to like to do both, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. to have my own stuff and to still have a couple of, you know, artists under my belt that I usually don't work with because it's, right. it's a, you know it's a lot of people that, you know, I listen to a lot of music. Um, you know, people people probably don't think I listen to the like probably people probably just think I listen to jazz and stuff probably mm-hmm. or like soul music or something. But you know, I listen to a lot of different stuff. Um, it'd okay. be nice to work with some other genres of music as right. well as like, some more soul artists or definitely. You know. What um whatever happened to you and the work that you were supposed to be doing with? Buster Rhymes. I don't. I'm. I'm. I don't know if anything was ever finalized, but I know that you had did a record for Buster Rhymes that was called Packing Them Things, and yeah. Buster. Buster. I saw a video of you, Buster, and Peter, and you guys yeah. were talking about um Buster talking about getting his Kev Brown stash up, and Word you know up. trying to you know you know it. What did anything ever materialize in terms of you and Buster Rhymes working more together? Yeah, we we um I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to jinx it or nothing. But you okay. know we got some joints. We definitely he was telling the truth. I definitely sent him a gang of beats. Um, but um he picked a couple joints, and you know dealing with the I don't know if it's just Buster or if it's the major label stuff or what. But uh, it's been a while since he, you know, dropped the album. So I, I think he's right. maybe he's just been taking forever to work on it or That's something. That's true. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully when, you know, when his album drops, he told me, you know, that joints is going on there. So <clears throat> I think we, you know, I gotta, I gotta call him soon actually. And, and, um, and, uh, and, no uh, doubt. iron out some more things, but, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, it's at least like, I don't want to jinx it, but it's at least 
maybe like three joints, maybe. Mm. And I'm actually um optimistic because Buss is a dude that actually delivers like with 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 yeah. you know with when that he, type when of he production. Goes in, he, yeah, when he go in, he go in. Like we know him for that. Like we right. know Buster was the dude. Like early on, like you knew his album was going to be tight. Like right. once you got the first album. It was like, all right, he's dropping the second out. Let me just get that. Because, you know, the beats, he, he know how to pick beats. Like, he know how to, you know, it's crazy, man. Like, it's, like, he knew how to, he had joints. Like, DJ Scratch joints. Yeah. Um, he was crushing. Like, yeah. like, dang, this dude know how to pick beats. Right. Would you be, um, would you be cool with, like, Bus doing kind of like a mixtape album with you, kind of like how he did with the Diligence album, the Diligence mixtape over right. Dilla stuff. Like, do, would you, would that be something you guys, you know, you would be cool with, or are you really more concerned about seeing your stuff placed on an actual, you know, studio release? Um, I mean, I think either one would be a good look. Um, because mm -hmm. you know, long as long as Buster Rhymes was was cosigning whatever was coming right. out. <laughs> um, I think either one would be, you know, a good look either good look. way. So I'm gonna cross my fingers for that, you know, and you know, hopefully we get to see that sometime in the near future. But okay. um, before we um, you know, before we continue on, I want to go into a music break. I actually want to go into something off of the Brazil Dedication LP, which is actually in stores now. People go out there yeah. and support this brother's work. Very talented instrumental LP inspired by the Brazilian sounds. So this joint is actually a, a joint that I is, is one of my favorites off the album. Um, it's called Bella Musica. And uh, I actually saw you tuning this on YouTube, like giving like a sample of this. So uh, yeah. we're going to go into this, man. Bella Musica off the Brazil Dedication LP featuring my brother Kev Brown on the line with us today. Here it is, Out the Box Radio.
Yup, yup, yup. Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. My brother Kev Brown is on the line. We are having one ill conversation, real in depth as always. The last joint you heard was our uh, Bella Musica. The actually the first joint, and then we gave you a um a bonus joint, which is uh the another random joint, which is off the random joints LP. I'm saying joints a lot, but um <laughs> we wanted to we wanted to you know give you another. Uh, a track that um Kev Brown is actually spitting over, which is another random joint. So that's the second uh song you heard after the Bella Musica, which is off the Brazil Dedication LP. So my yeah. brother Kev Brown is still on the line with us today. Kev Brown, one thing yeah. I must say I appreciate about you is the fact that you never really got a guess with your music. It's like you almost already know what you're getting. You know what that sound is going to be. You know, that, mm -hmm. that soulful boom bap shit. Sometimes it's mellowed out. Sometimes it's a little upbeat, but you know what it is. And I know that your fan base loves you for that. So tell us, what enables you to stay in that lane? Man, um, jeez. What enables me to stay in that lane? It's just, yeah, just stay in that zone that <laughs> that people just, are comfortable with. I don't know, man. It's just um, it's just what I grew up on. It's just like that's what I like to hear. So that's the type of stuff I like to make. That's mm -hmm. pretty much it, Donnie. Um, I like this for the same reason. Like it gives you that feeling. Like it gives right. you that the um, the magic little kid feeling. <laughs> like I don't know really how to explain it. Um right. uh, but yeah, I like music that, that, that make you feel that way. So that's no the type doubt. of stuff that I always try to make. Um and you know, even with like talking like, like Buster Rhymes and even like back when like like EPMD and, and you know, it was certain people that came out, you didn't have to hear nothing. Like I didn't like a, it was EPMD joints, like 
I didn't have to hear the single. I didn't have to hear a joint off the album or nothing. I was right. at the record store getting it. Like, because mm. I already knew it was going to be tight. It was just like, all right, what adventure are they going to take me through this time? Like, a, like just like with TV shows or with movies or whatever. Like, you don't see the whole movie. Um, you you get a little trailer. You know what I mean? And right. then you see the movie, and it's like, wow, all right, what where are they going to take me this time? That's the kind mm. of the deal with the music. And you know, I grew up on that type of stuff. So that's the type of stuff that I, you know, that I try to make. Like I want people to be like, I, right, who, like the same way I said earlier, like yo, you, you look at the credits, like yo, all right, who did this, Dom and D? All right, let me check this out. Right. Like even if you don't know who's rapping on it or you don't know what's going on, at least you got a foundation with, all right, you see that name, all right, like I check this definitely, out. Definitely, definitely. You know, right. and 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 that's nothing against producers that switch it up, but I think. Uh, it's it's it, it's a really appreciative thing when you could look to an artist or a producer and say, you know what, I'm going to buy a Kev Brown record whether I hear it or not because I know what I'm going to get. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's kind of what we get with you that a lot of your fans appreciate. It's what you get from like a, a DJ premiere. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what you're going to get before you even hear it. And um, right. uh, I think that's something that um, we got to give a lot of props to, you know, despite the fact that a lot of artists nowadays, are, you know, and it's nothing wrong with switching up and, and changing and being a little bit more aggressive in terms of how you want to change your production. But I think it's right. also something rewarding to, to, to appreciate, you know, what you've come accustomed to, you know? Yeah, definitely. No doubt. So um, on the flip side to that question, though, People have come to appreciate your tra traditional style of music, like I said, but to what extent would you like to see your production evolve or just improve, you know, within the, the constraints that you've been doing it? Um, I mean, well, I'm always trying to get better. Um, I, don't, I don't know uh, exactly where I'm going to go, you know, who knows, but... Um, Right now, I'm just using what I'm using, and I'm trying to take that as far as I can go. You know what I mean? So that's about it. Mm. Um, is there is know. there any anything that you want to try in the near future that you you've always wanted to to do in terms of how you approach your production that you're working towards? Um, I mean, it's certain. I would say it's certain. It's, different types of artists I would like to work with. Okay. Like, uh, like that, and working with those artists might challenge me to do different things, you know, mm -hmm. instead of just me just over here by myself most of the time, like sampling right. records or whatever. Um, it would be dope to work with. Uh, just just random people. I could just throw random names yeah, who, out. Who are some I'll people you... Like, because I, I, I listen to Pandora a lot, not to okay. plug Pandora or nothing, but, <laughs> um, you know, because you could just have random people playing in the exactly. background. Random um, joints. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no doubt. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I listen to a lot of, I don't know what you want to call it, like classic stuff. I listen okay. to, you know, a lot of people call it old stuff, but, you know, it's like, to be more respectful, I call it, call it classic stuff. Uh mm -hmm. So, you know, just weird, not weird, but just, you know, music taste kind of goes all around. Um, right. So, 
it would be dope to work with just somebody out the box. Not, I don't even want to name anybody specific, but mm-hmm. it's something that would just challenge, you know, like the challenge, uh, you know, right. just, just, just the, like the Bali Black joint was a challenge. Like, all right, right, take this and make something else out of it. Right. But not, but not a sample though, but still make it yours though, you know, no doubt. Uh, stuff like that, you know, definitely. I mean, is there anybody out there that you're listening to now that, um, that, that you're feeling that you, you know, you, you, you ever thought of like possibly reaching out to? Man, I knew he was going to ask me that question. <laughs> and I, I, mean, I always feel, draw, draw a blank when I, um, when people ask me that. Or, or I say some random names that people be like, what? Um, right. I mean, or just somebody you feeling. It don't necessarily have to be somebody you, you want to reach out to, but just somebody that you feeling in terms of, you know, what they're doing with the music today. Man. All right, I'm going to throw a name out. Man. I might throw a couple of names out. Go ahead, um, man. But this is random, but uh, it would be dope to work with Michael Bublé. Mm. Yeah. I'm not random. even sure who he is, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, random. Put, put me in the with loop. the random joint. That, yeah, that um, is random. I'm, I'm um, gonna, the audience is going to go look him up for people that don't know, and I'm going to go look this dude up. But I'll keep it real. I don't know who people. he is. Mad people know who, who Michael Bublé is, but it's, uh, you can't you can't be cited. You're probably like a super hip hop dude, so you you probably right. don't know who Michael Bublé is. Um, okay, but he's been on Oprah and stuff before. Like he's like uh, like a jazz. I guess you call it jazz, like okay. a Harry Connick Jr. kind of style. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to start plugging Mike because he's good, but um. Okay. Yeah, he's he, he dope. He's got a dope voice. I like the way that's the way what's up. be able to have him just get on some hip hop stuff. Like so he's a dope, vocalist. Dope. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's on some like singing like Frank Sinatra standards mm. and, and things like that. Interesting. Um, just random, you know. I want to work with James Taylor one day. <laughs> wow. I don't know if you know who James Taylor <laughs> is, but you know. James Taylor, uh, North Carolina represent. Um, right. But uh, yeah, he's like a um, he's like a super classic folk. Um, I don't know what you call his music, pop folk. Um, mostly folk, I think you call okay. it. But um, rock, uh, it's kind of a blend. But so, uh, pre- so pretty much left from what people kind of uh, you know are used to you. Used to hearing from you, yeah, yeah. So it'd be good. dope. It would, it would be dope to to work with people I'm influenced by that was outside of hip hop, right? Um, like it would be dope, you know, like people I sample from and stuff. Like, what if I got to work with, you know, somebody like that? Um, right. No, that's great, man. That's great. I, man, I would love to hear some Kev Brown you know, production over those types of voices, that just the thought alone of connecting those two different genres is interesting enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. That's dope, though. Even so somebody like, like John Mayer or somebody, you know what I mean? Right. Like, just like, yo, get busy on, let me, you know, let me play the guitar. I'm going to do some drums real quick. You know what I mean? Like, 
do something over this real quick. Let's do. Right. Let's see what it sounds like. You know. No doubt. I, I see where your head is going, man. That's what's up. Now, okay. um, I want to actually, um, uh, bring bring us back up to speed on the low budget crew again. Um, tell us a little bit about what's going on with the low budget crew today. Um, who's some of the people in the camp that you know you we need to look forward to in that camp today? That's kind of doing their thing. Well, I guess I could tell you about the new the new new stuff. Um, well, actually, you know, low budget. It's not. It's all a crew. It's also a, um, a label production. too, right? Yeah, it's a label. It's also production. That's the name of my production. That's pretty much where it came from. Like mm -hmm. low budget productions, and then the low budget. You know, we had we did a show one time, and they didn't they didn't put all our names on the you know individually on the flyer. They just put us as a crew. Um, and they put low budget crew, so that's kind of where the um, where the name came from, um, as far as the crew. Right. But it's also a label, you know. As, as you you know, we've been dropping joints. Definitely. Uh, past I guess what year and a half I guess started with the random joints. I think it was last year. Random joints re-release. Right. And, uh, and uh, before that, we had the Al Green, you know, Alexander Green project. Right, with Campbell, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that was technically that was the redefinition records and then right. the cast had redefinition was like, yo, you should have your own label, blah blah blah. So that's where But didn't know, Peter out. put that out on his label? Wasn't that like a well, debut for him? Well, digitally it came out on real late music. Okay, okay, on that's the what digital it was. Side, so on okay. iTunes, Amazon and all that stuff. But on the physical CDs and records, it came out on redefinition records. Okay. Shout out to Damu. Shout out to Jay No. Oh, Dao, Damu. <laughs> yeah, because that's where yeah. initially it came from. You know, I, I I sent the joint to to uh to Damu like on some just you know just we boys like yo just listen you know just new joint I got check it out and then you know I didn't expect them to be like yo let's we need to put this out you know what I mean like so right. you know big up to them for that and then from there we started the relationship and then. The label been around for like about a year and a half, you know, putting joints out, Brazil joint out now. Oh, um, no. But also, you know, with the crew, you got my man Sean Bourne. He got the organic out right now. It's produced by by Dunk from a group around here called DTMD. Yeah, DTMD. Yep. Um, and um, you know, featuring the crew, Cambers on there, right. Sam Mackey, and you know, usual suspects. I'm yeah. on that joint. That's um, um also my man this this is like all the new stuff really this is my man uh my man early reed uh got a joint coming out um i don't know if you might have seen the youtube clip early reed uh, uh -huh. up in the studio talking and stuff um he got a joint with my man jason it's called called the, the dose um it's mm. an ep five song ep Early okay. read did all the beats, you know, crew was on there, I'm rapping on it. Then you got um my man Superstition is on there also kicking Super. the verse. Um Yeah, that's the that's the, the latest That's the team right there. Um and there's some more stuff. It's some more stuff I got in the vault. Not the the vault vault, but the vault. So, you know, it's some stuff I wanna talk about but I don't wanna talk about it until 
you know, because, you, you know, I'm sure you've done interviews and cats be like, yo, I got this, this, and this coming out. Right, right, right. And then you don't I'll see it. <laughs> you don't see one so before the year's up. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be one of them dudes like, what happened with so-and-so? Because <laughs> I was, you know, a couple years ago, I was telling people I had a joint with Freddie Fox. And then that joint never came out. So now to this uh, day, he was like, yo, what's up with that Freddie Fox? Freddie Fox, and they never and forget. So like, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No doubt. So, but, yes, yeah, it's... it's um. You know, we got some things popping, you know, just stay tuned. Uh, low budget records is, is trying to trying to be a, a permanent uh, label That's that people up. people come to to get the joints from. I'm I'm glad to see y'all still going. Now and, uh yeah, now now while we on the topic uh, you know, about low budget and uh, you know, the D M V scene Whenever I think about that DMV music movement from the early to mid-2000 era, two prevalent names always come to mind. And you mentioned him earlier. That's, of course, yourself and Odyssey. Now, Odyssey's a brother who's actually went on to achieve a whole lot, like yourself. But uh, when you see a brother like him coming from the same ranks that you came up from, same region and all, you know... um, what what does that mean to you when you see him, you know, become successful throughout all these years? Just as a just as a fellow, you know, um, DC native or DMV native. Yeah, man. I mean, it's all good. It's you know, it's great to see. Like you gotta, you know, it takes a lot to get mm-hmm. you know, to get stuff popping. So, you know, trust me, I know. So, um, yeah. you know, he's, he was, he's doing this, been doing this thing for a minute. Um, you know, he had his, got his foot in the door with the, um, with the Magnificent. Um, you know, that's how we all got our foot in the door. You know, mm-hmm. once I got it, I pretty much, you know, just kept my foot in the door to get everybody else in. And, right. you know, it's nice to see even, you know, cats like Rosenberg and, and yeah. you know. Cats is, is is still doing it. Like we yeah. we some of the cats that's still doing it. A lot of cats not doing it no more. <laughs> mm. um, like the same way you said about Ken Wood, like that. Like you know, cats that know me and stuff, and well, you know, cats will bring it up. Like yo, what's up with Ken Wood? He got beats. It's like oh, you know, you're not really doing it no more. But you know, he got joint. You know. The, the catalog is there to still see, like, yo, he had joints, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's still not doing it now, but then you got cats like, cats like us that's still, like, you know, we're still here doing it, carrying it on, still right. doing shows, and, you know, still underground like a mug, but still, you know, <laughs> still here below the still radar. Yeah. Rocking out. You know, I would yeah. love to witness a brand new, like, DMV compilation project or an album with you, Odyssey, Diamond District, the whole low budget crew, Ken Stark, Yamba, Roddy Ride, Cy Young, just all of y'all, man. You know, is is that is there any possibility that y'all could come together and and deliver something like that? Wow. You want you want the Avengers movie. That's what you want. <laughs> You want the Avengers joint? <laughs> superhero joint, right? You want superhero team up out this joint. I'm asking for know. too much, man. I mean, I mean, you never say never. So, right, right. you know, um, 
it could happen. I don't know. Or even a when, tour, man. So, you know, some something where cool. like we get to see the whole like, you know what I mean? And I'm not even I'm not from the DMV, but I I love yeah. the movement that y'all have been able to build. Wow, thank you. You know, man. and and you know, there's a lot of y'all. A lot of heads actually moved out here to New York, but I yeah. still identify with y'all as a movement, that low budget movement, everything, you know, centered around what Odyssey was doing with the Diamond District and stuff like I love what y'all have have come up to be, you know what I'm saying? From from the outside looking in as as a New What's York that? resident, you know, I love and I would love to see that collective presented in some form, whether it's an album or a tour or a show, that'd be really dope. What up man? Well Maybe it'll happen. We got some, you know, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much Political. about it. Political. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, we, you know. A lot, lot, of, lot of people. Um, it's a lot of people um, involved in the crew, so. No doubt. Well, like I said earlier, though, we're going to get that, get, you know, some, some things happening with the crew right now. We're going to try to, try to, iron some things out things and out. come back, you know, full force for the people, you know. Definitely. No doubt. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. So um, let me actually uh, take a break to go into another joint. Um, I want to actually go into this uh, this record off the, the Random Joints LP. Uh, it's the, the, the joint with uh, Eric Roberson and Raheem Devon. So we get to hear a, a more mellow you know, R&B vibe from uh, uh, the brother Kev Brown. So this is the Hennessy joint featuring Eric Robeson and Raheem Devon with Ken Starr and Wayna, as well as Kev actually starting off the track with the MCN. So uh, we're going to go into it, the Hennessy joint. This is Out the Box Radio. The brother Kev Brown is on the line. Check it out. It's still real. <laughs> I said give me... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold up. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? Hennessy rap. I got plenty of that. Miss, you got game. I ain't got time for any of that. Save it. Not the one to play with. That's the type of won't get away with and this is the way that my brain get when i take a sip yo you know i'm your favorite <laughs> yo the eyes don't lie written all over your face you want to embrace we in the right atmosphere i'm about to get another round while i'm doing that put your number there real quick yup so serious it's how the nightlife in the city is it's real oh yeah Yeah, she was 
watching See me on stage, she say she like how I rock it The mic never drop it, precise with the topics Her personality nice, we might get it popping That might be an option Roll the number down and slid it right up in my pocket You can be the pilot, take a flight up in my cockpit Way she moving to the beat is tighter than the watching Got me losing sleep because the night again the plotting On how to get her locked in, she right up in my top ten Right beneath Felicia Keys, believe she dark skin Chocolate cream's opposite, seems obvious Zipped up in hip hugging jeans, queen rocking it Gotta acknowledge it, exotic, provocative In the seat on the rock, shorty wise, prerogative Something about her lips, got her digging intrigued So let's dance until we fatigue and then leave Yeah, yeah. it's still real <laughs> yeah. yeah, my dear, you know what it's like, yeah. here's the words I promise you. It's like, oh, I promise to you. Now I'm feeling honest. Yep, you're now in tune to Out the Box Radio. The joint that you just heard was the Hennessy joint featuring Eric Robeson, Raheem Devon, Ken Starr, Wayner, and of course, the brother Kev Brown, who we have on the line today. Yeah. Man, that's a dope joint, man. And I love where you're taking it, you know, vocally on that project. Again, another, another song that's kind of, a joint that's like in the vaults, like kind of, I'm sure it was, you know, produced some years ago, but still Mm -hmm. timeless in, in the way that it sounds. Um, do you, yeah. Have you ever thought about like doing a vocal album with, with some of these brothers? Like Robeson is a dude that, and Raheem too is a dude that kind of like really meshes well with a lot of hip hop production. Um, is there any, has there any been thoughts of, of, of you doing something like that? A vocal album? Definitely, it's definitely been super thought to that. Um, I, I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a story. Um, me, me and DJ Roddy Rod initially we started out doing, you know, we was going to do a project with Raheem, and mm-hmm. uh, this was, I think, we was in, he was in between, he was, he was doing stuff, like he was, uh, he was on job records at the time, but. Okay. Um, I think he was like working outside of job, you know, like doing side projects and stuff. I don't even know if I should be talking about this, but he's not with job anymore, so forget it. So, um, he he used to call himself Cronkite. So, if you if you look on the first, if you look on the I do what I do joint, uh, the first Tennessee joint, 
uh, it says featuring all the same people, and then it says like and Cronkite because right. I guess we had right. to, he was trying to be below the radar and stuff. But it's the same exactly. If you listen to the other random joint, you'd be like, "Yo, that's the same." You know what I mean? But the credits is different. <laughs> so some people was probably like, "What? What? Who is it? Like, who's Cronkite? This sound like Raheem." You know what I mean? Right. So, um, jeez, it's a crazy story. Um, so, dang, where was I going with this? Uh, no, you, you, you was talking about the, the you and uh, Raheem possibly actually working with oh, him. Oh, that's initially. right, that's right. The Cronkite, that's where the Cronkite came from. Yeah. So, like, like, uh, me and Roddy was like, yo, let's do, you know, we was going to do a joint. We was going to call it, um, like, Grammy Soul. Me and Roddy, well, I was talking about, like, doing maybe, like, a series of, uh, just like a little short, little projects, like five or six songs maybe with somebody singing on it. Me and Roddy do the project. Like he do three joints, I do three joints or something like that. Right. Or, or he play, because Roddy plays, you know, he know how to play piano and stuff, so he could play on stuff and, you know, get busy with it. Um, and, uh, you know, we came to Raheem, we recorded some stuff, but Raheem's vision uh, for the project was a little different than mm-hmm. than what we was going at. Like he... um. It was it was going in the direction that I personally I didn't want to go, so mm. I kind of just like stopped doing joints because right. <laughs> wow. he was talking. He was like a he was like on another. He was like singing about being like an alien and like uh, <laughs> it's you know Cronkite was like <laughs> I, I I compare Cronkite to like um okay like quasi no nah, like Quasimodo Quasimodo like, okay. Cronkite was like. A, a alter wow. ego of Raheem. He was like a, you know, because um, he, you know, it was a different voice. And wow, if you listen for to a the vocal stuff, album too. Yeah, if you, if you listen to the stuff, you'll be like, "Yo, <laughs> this is crazy." Like it, it's not crazy in a bad way. And no, I'm not trying to dog. You know, like Raheem is the man. No but doubt. um, but um, you know, it was just like a little bit too. That's not where I wanted to do some old. You know, right, right. lovey dovey <laughs> joints. Like I wanted to do, do some joints. And he was he was right trying now. to like he or, was trying to do like he was talking about like it was it was wild. It was wild. Wow. I bet you if Ryan was here, right, he'd be laughing with us. Like <laughs> yo, yo, it was wild. It was wild. Like yo, he was talking about coming from space and like he there's one song he went he went to the prom the girl and like it, it was crazy. It was crazy and and abducted her and wow. it was crazy. Wow, Cronkite. Um, huh? Yeah, he had one song called "I Would I Would Love to Abduct You, Baby." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! And it was it was rocking though. It was rocking, but it was like yo, the subject matter was just like yo. But if <laughs> if you know what though, if I'd have continued and did it, it might have been awesome. You know, you know Andre three thousand, just right, weird, right, right. crack off. You know what I mean? But at the time. Me and Roddy was like, "Yo, so who has what? the music? Does he have the music? Like, is no, there got, any chance that did, might come out?" We did out? like we did we did like three songs. Um, okay, all right. One song, one song is a bonus track on the random joints. It's called okay. Heaven. Okay. Um, and that was the the like the tamest song. Right, right, right. Out of, um, all the all of the joints. Um, That's funny. But uh, yeah, he did two other joints. Like once he did, once we got to the third song, it was like, "Yo, wow, I don't know if I want to do this anymore." Because he was talking about abducting the girl, and 
you know, on some alien, you know, like, yo, it's one song he went to the prom, like he was an alien, he went to the prom. Man, it was crazy. Wow. Um, I'm not even giving it justice. I'm not even giving it justice right now. But it was like the third song in, it was like, yo. It was like on some little kid, like, this ain't what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like Christmas time, like, this ain't what, this not what I wanted. (laughs) So it was like, all right, well. That's crazy. Man, now I want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it ever come out, but you know I'm actually interested to hear it. Just, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, just, you can get a taste of it off the, you know, the bonus track on the random joint right, called right. Heaven. Um, and, and that's, that's the that's team more, joint, man. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the that's, you team know, joint. I'm like, I want to hear yeah, what you're talking about, you know, but yeah, yeah, we got that's some, funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was. So that's how. Was, that's as far as you've been able to go, um, you know, initially with regards to doing a vocal collaborative album um pretty much i never really pursued it um i did some joints with wayna um on on her solo stuff you know of course eric roverson and stuff um but um uh i never really nobody came at me like nobody ever came at me like yo let's just do a whole it ain't like the rappers you know what i mean the rappers be like yo let's just do a whole joint together Right. Like the, the, the R&B singers, it's, they, I, don't, I don't know if they think like that. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, I, but, I, I could imagine it's a little bit more difficult to, to set offset a project like that, you know, but I, for one, though. yeah, definitely. I, for one, would love to hear something. And it don't even have to be a full-length project. It could be a four-song EP or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, something simple, I'm you know? I'm always yeah. down for that because that's projects, you know, that's that's always a project within itself. You don't got to exactly. drop any songs. It could just be like four or five good joints. Right. And, you know, you can win like that. No doubt. Now, we spoke about your production, which is actually a no-brainer uh, when speaking of Kev Brown, but I don't want to ignore the fact that you actually spit too. And you <clears> actually <throat> sound really in the pocket over your beats. So as a producer who actually rhymes, what do you hear when it comes to the vibe of your production that puts you at an advantage more so than the featured rapper that spits over your tracks? Wow. Um, I, I, I don't really know how to nail that one down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a, besides the fact that I actually made the beat myself, um, Cause people tell people say that all the time, like yo, you know they, you know they 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 chalk it up to the fact that I'm the producer, so maybe the right. producer is more in tune with the beat than anybody else, so maybe that's why he can rap so good on it or whatever. But right, you know, I, I you know, maybe it is something to that. I don't know. Um, yeah, cause you're, you're in the pocket, it, brother. You're in I mean, the pocket. I, you're you're thanks, right in the groove. Thanks, thanks. I mean. Some of it, maybe it came from, uh, you know, I was writing rhymes before I was making beats too. So, okay. you know, I was, I was, you know, make, always writing rhymes. You know, when I first started rap, you know, like I said, I went to a job interview, like, yo, I want to rap. Mm. <laughs> so um, that changed. That It's amazing that I actually did that. I can't believe I did that. But, um, <laughs> you know, because I don't even, like writing rhymes to me now is, is like homework. I don't really like, like it's you know it's cats like Odyssey and you know Kanye Black Milk and you know mm-hmm. they they write rhymes and make you know they hold 
each of them on the same level. Right. Me, I'm more like it's it's a whole mind to what's I'm. I hate to say it, but I'm kind of like childish with the, you know. It's like which one is more fun? You know what I mean? Like right, so, right. Well, I you like gotta do what you love. More. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely, I like. I definitely like making beats more no than writing. Like writing rhymes, it's it's like homework. It is like it's um, you know, you got to make sure the words rhyme and. Mm-hmm. But that's you because make you sure take you don't it say serious. something somebody else said, and yeah. You, you got to make sure you're not saying something you said already. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it got to sound dope. It can't sound corny. Exactly. Like, it's exactly. rules. It's all types. I mean, but the same way with beats, but it's just at least, you know, I'm hitting buttons and hitting, right. you know, drum pads and stuff. So it's a little more arts and crafts involved in with it instead of just your brain and a pen and pad. And You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Like, you know, I really so, ask you that question, too, because... um. You know, your 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 connection to your music to me would serve as a a really good executive guide to other MCs when approaching your production because you know how your music sounds and you know how you you want uh you know yourself to sound on your music. So when someone comes on your track, you you already being an MC, you're able to guide them and say, "Yo, this is this is how you should groove on this." You know what I mean? Word up. But, you know, definitely, that that, that definitely helps being an MC. Uh, ah, you just got me calling myself MC. But, um, you are. I don't really consider myself that, but, right. you know, I, but, you know, I, I appreciate Understood. it. But, you know, I, I ain't about to battle nobody. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, nah, that's I what, when you. you say MC, that mean, like, right, right, right. Like, oh, yeah. Yo, it's freestyle right now. Like, yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. I don't freestyle or nothing. Like, I, you know, I write. You know, I'll sit there and write for a while, but right. I don't know about freestyling, though. But, but, yeah, but see, the thing, too, the thing, too, Kev, is like when this art form originally started, everybody was, you know, being, you know, that was what we they, we, we referred to as an MC. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and some of the most basic, simple rhymes, you know, came from the originators. You know what I mean? So in uh-huh. in, a, in a way, you you know, you, you still are an MC. It might not be the, you know... The greatest of names, you might not put yourself up there, but you still, right. you still, you know, you still spit. And I could tell that you, you, you don't, the fact that you see MC rapping as homework, I could tell that you take it serious. You know what I mean? I, right. I hate when I hear rappers say, yo, um, that shit was nothing. I just put that together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because the reality right. is like, excellence doesn't come you know, fly by night. It don't come just like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, some people got the knack, but most people really got to sit down and think about what they're about to pen. You know what I'm saying? Before it is actually delivered on record. So the fact that you even have that mindset shows me that you thinking from the MC's perspective, you know what I mean? When you do decide to approach the lyrics, you know what I mean? Definitely. I I definitely notice, you know, I'm thinking when... You know, I'm thinking other people are going to hear this <laughs> more so, more so than the beats. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty confident with the beats. Like, yo, when I make something, I'm like, yeah, wait till they hear this joint. Yeah. But like, when, when I'm when I'm rapping, though, I'm kind of like, hmm, this guy, it got to be right. You know what I mean? It got to be extra right, even more so than the beats. Sometimes, you know, like, because right. it's more, it's more personal than you know, because you can play, you can throw a beat on. 
and somebody could be like, yo, they they might not know who it is, but like, yo, this beat is rocking. Or even if you in the room and they don't know who you are, they might be like, this beat is whack, but they don't know who you are though. You know what I mean? Right. So, but at the same time, if the, if you hear somebody rapping and they're like, who this whack ass dude rapping on the joint? That's even right. more like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, right. but I, you know, I don't, I don't ever, not like I ever get that, <laughs> but you know, like, you know, it's just an example of just like, yo, uh, you know, I feel more comfortable in the beat zone than right. in, the, in the MZ in the MC zone. MC but it's zone. definitely, you know, it's not, it's not all just like dark. And I wouldn't do it if it wasn't some fun to it. Right. Um, it is some fun putting words together and, you know, just having fun with it. But a lot of people ask me like, yo, when you going to do another, I do what I do. And it's right. like, mm. I don't know, you know, I, I really got to be super inspired to, to write rhymes. To like, ahead. you know, you see the beats all day. I'm dropping instrumental joints, boom, yeah. boom. But, like, when it comes to rhyming, you know, it's it's kind of special. <laughs> like, this year I haven't written, like, I probably wrote, like, four rhymes this year. And um, I put out one of them. Uh, I, I rhymed on Sean Bourne's project. Okay. And that's because, like, the label was like, "Yo, you should, yo, you should kick a verse on that." Right. <laughs> and I right. was like, "Oh, all right, all right, let me get together over here, write something." Um, a... But um, you know, usually, you know, maybe maybe something will happen within the next couple of months to where I get inspired to be like, you know what, I'm give give you back on this rapidy rap ish real no quick. Doubt. But you know, right now it's just mo mostly beats though. Definitely. So we'll look forward to it, man. We'll see, you know? Um, so, Kev, I, I want to definitely thank you again for taking the time here with us today. I, I'm loving, you know, every ounce of the conversation that we've we've been able to have. Um, before we get out of here, though, um, I want to, you know, um, just talk a little bit about Redefinition Records. This label that has been putting out a lot of your recent music Uh Who's behind Redefinition, and what inspired you to join forces with them? Oh, well, I, I kind of brought that up earlier, I guess, like with the Al Green and right. especially uh, Jay Noda. Jay Noda, um, uh, his name is his nickname is, is Noda because he has a super unpronounceable last name, so we call him Jay Noda. His name is okay. real name is John. <laughs> um, okay. And it's also uh, Damu. Uh, Damu, definitely Damu, familiar with Damu. him. Cats know, gotta know. If you know re redefinition, you gotta know who Damu is. Right. Um, but yeah, that was that was the initial the initial joint was the um, the Alexander Green project. Me and Cambridge did the project, and um, you know I sent it to Damu just to listen to, like on some like, hey, just listen to this new joint, and. Uh, you know, that's where the whole relationship with them happened. Like, you know, he was like, yo, we could put this out, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, wow. Next thing you know, a couple months, you know, with him and with Peter, and then he had, Peter had the digital, and then, you know, you know, Redefinition had the physical copies. Mm -hmm. And uh, it did, it did really, did really well. And uh, that was, you know, it was a, it was a, you know, how some people have, like, you know, you hear crazy record label stories like, yo, I tried to, you know, they got over on me and they right. never, I can't get them on the phone. And it was never a situation like that with redefinition. Mm. Like, never. It was always, you know, official. 
Right. It was always like, yo, we're going to do this. We're going to split the money. And as as artists, I'm just a lot of artists listening, like, yo, you know, you had labels, you know, um, as an artist, like, you know, the label will come at you like, yo, we're going to get you on the back end. Or you got like a, a you know, struggle rapper is hitting you up for beats or whatever. You know, you always... They, they always on some like, yo, I'm going to get you on the back end, son. I ain't got no money right now. But, you know, once the joint come out, they sell a couple copies I got. And then you'll never see no money. You know what right. I mean? This classic, right. you know. The classic. Like, this was, yeah. yeah, this situation, it was like they did what they said they was going to do. And and every time, you know, we had a um another project come along, you know, they did what they said they was going to do. And that's right. that's pretty much all you can ask a record label. Mm. you know to do so they they you know and if if it wasn't for john you know he he was like yo you should have your own label you should let me help you out and you know it's it's a real you know real real positive situation um okay dealing with those guys, you know? so it's it's basically a, a, a it puts you in a position to kind of have your own label so they do the distribution redefinition yeah, distribution uh, so low budget Pepsi. under so. redefinition. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're, okay. they're the parent to the over right. the parent company, the label partner. I guess you say right. at this time. At this time, uh, that's yeah. great, man. I'm happy for you. What you up, know? man? Thank you. At this what at up? this stage what? in the game, you need that. Yeah, you definitely. know, I never I, I never thought of myself as um, you know a record label person. Right. Uh, so I'm still learning right. as I go along. Right. So it's a journey. So, you know, I never really wanted to be one of those dudes. Yeah, I got a record label and, you know what I mean? Sound all sleazy and stuff. But, right. you know, it's, you know, it's part of the job. So. <laughs> so, Kev, years from now when people are digging through old Kev Brown records, how would you like your music to be perceived in terms of the impact it would have on the people? I just want like I want you know to be classic just like all the other people we was talking about like the mm -hmm. same way you know every like the same way I said like every Christmas you we, you know to this day probably you know this Christmas coming up probably gonna break out that Jackson 5 Christmas right. probably gonna break out that Nat King Cole Christmas joint like it's certain stuff like you always you know go back to you know not just with Christmas but you know, I'm just using that as an example, like, right. you know, just classic stuff. Like, every year you go back to it. Like, you don't, <laughs> it's like you don't need to get, like, new stuff because you got your, you know, the classic stuff you grew up on. You know, like, it's certain stuff, you know, like the, like I was saying, EPMD and, you know, just classic stuff that right. just grew up on. I want to be, like, in that, like, yo, Kev Brown was killing it back when, he, you know what I mean? Like definitely, like when he was out. Remember Kev Kev Brown joint when that joint came out? Like mm. I want to be just like anybody else. Like you know, like anybody else. Like you people just on some legendary. Like yo, on some Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? Remember that time when you know what I mean? We was at the joint and the Kev Brown joint was playing. Like you definitely. know, just memories attached to to music and you know just just part true of life indeed. you know true indeed well kev like i said brother i want to thank you again for taking the time 
for building with us here at Out The Box. I certainly wish you all the best of success with the music moves of the future. Keep Thanks. doing your thing and putting out that pure quality. Before we get out of here, definitely give the people a listening on where they can keep updated with you, though, whether it's online, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, website, whatever. Just uh, let Word. the people know where they can keep connected with you. Word up. Social media, all over social media. I'm uh -huh. on Twitter. Twitter is Kev Brown. You got to put a zero instead of the O. Okay. Because somebody uh -huh. already had Kev Brown. Um, also, I'm, I'm on Tumblr, uh, The Real Kev Brown. I'm on Instagram, Kev Brown Pictures. Just spell like regular words, Kev Brown Pictures. Uh, what other social? Facebook. I'm on mm -hmm. Facebook. All types of social media out here. Um, Bandcamp, Band too, right? Yeah. yeah. Bandcamp. Um, you check the website, uh, redefinition.com. I got my own little low budget record section on there. You want, if you want the vinyl, we got all types of crazy looking color vinyl and all that Definitely. stuff. If you, if you, you know, if you got the digital, you know, stuff is all on iTunes. Just type in Kev Brown on the search bar. Got you. Um, what else? Uh, I don't have a website just yet. I'm working on that now. Just talking mm -hmm. to my manager about, you know, getting the, the donate, domain name and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I got, you know, mad social media, son. Oh, I'm on Vaughn too, but since Instagram got the videos, I'm not really on Vaughn like that. Right. Um, but yeah, um, all over the media, B. No doubt. So definitely accessible. And that's a good thing nowadays, man. Um, yeah. So uh, definitely check for Kev. Is there any project we can expect to you expect from you before the end of the year? Is there something else you're gonna put out before the end of the year? Um, we might do. Um, the past couple years we've been doing a low budget Christmas joint. I don't know okay. if you know about the low budget Christmas. Yeah, um, I, I witnessed it last. I think last year y'all put out one, but I didn't. I didn't get a chance to really vibe yeah. to it. But I saw it on one of the blogs. Yeah, I'm sure you probably you could probably find a bootleg somewhere online. We usually we usually drop it for free. Okay. Um, depends. Sometimes we drop it for free. Sometimes we ask for a donation. We um we usually do like a thing every year down here. Um, Roddy Rod usually sets it up where you know we have a listening party, not well like a Christmas party basically, a low budget Christmas party at a right. spot down here. And um in DC and okay. um we do we usually do some type of fundraising thing like uh canned That's goods good. or coat drive or something right, you know right. for the Christmas time season but we've been doing a, this low budget Christmas thing just online I think maybe the past three or four years maybe okay. and um just you know just taking Christmas records and sampling them and and making joints out of them and right. uh and putting them out you know crew the whole crew pretty much why you from diamond district yep. it's uh odyssey it's, yep. uh roddy rob camber pretty much like all the cats in the in our circle that like make beats right and it's just like yo y'all let's make some christmas beats you know what i mean so oh. um that's probably the, the the um the next the next thing the next thing the absolute next thing let me not jump too far is um November 12th we have okay. the dose that's the um the early read project Kev Brown presents 
early read notes okay. um, with Jay Sarnot, um MC, uh, new MC. A lot of you know, um, a lot of cats don't don't know. Uh, is he from? Really a, is he from DC? He's not from DC. I don't know exactly where this brother is from, but he lives here now. So okay. Um, but um. I need to find out a little more on his background. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Gee, it sound crazy right now. But, um, yeah, he's got well, the he's project. In the fan. Dope MC though. He came over this past weekend. I've known him for a little while now, and um, it just came came about. My man Gadget that does the um, the behind the beats videos on YouTube and stuff. Right. He was like, "Yo, you should get Early Reed with this dude because Early Reed, you know, we was always trying to search." for a project for early read to come out where he been he OG been making beats for the past couple couple years I gave right. him the 505 a little while ago he been getting busy on it um, and initially he was going to drop like an instrumental project but you know we need something to, to, to you know that's kind of a token thing to do now so we try to think of another thing so we're going to do a project maybe drop the instrumentals with that and, that's what's and up. see how that goes um but yeah, that's, that's coming November twelfth. So so stay out right. for that. That's coming so we soon. Got, we got that joint, and then we got the um the low budget Christmas again for another year. So that that that's cool. I mean, there's a, f- a few projects to hold us down before because the year is almost over, really. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, thought, I was thinking before all of this. I was thinking the Brazil joint. I thought that was going to be my last joint for the year. Okay. Um, then unexpectedly, uh, you know the uh. The, the dose joint came up early read and, and uh, we usually always do the Christmas. That's kind of like a token thing now. We've been doing that the past like three or four years probably. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to do it this year. I'm not sure, but we're going to, we having a meeting soon. So we're going to see uh, what I the next so. projects and things is going to be for the, you know, coming soon. That's what's up. So on that note, brother, we're going to get out of here with the last track of the show which is actually an instrumental joint uh, off Kev's latest Brazil dedication LP uh, in stores now once again. This is this one is another one of my favorites. I actually was listening to the project, and this this joint popped out at me. I was like, yo, I was actually listening to it with my son. And I was like, man, this is my joint, and it's Exclusivo. Am I pronouncing uh, it right? Ex- exclusive. Yeah, I think that's, that's the best way I can pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah thanks man that's that's one of my favorite joints too yeah but. this is this is like on repeat right now so we're gonna we're gonna leave out with this people remember the dead the brazil dedication lp is out right now go get that from Bandcamp, itunes is it out physically on our uh, cd and vinyl um no no cds but definitely vinyl vinyl right and we can yep, they can get that vinyl. on 10-inch vinyl is yellow. You get okay. the yellow one. I think we got some yellow ones left. If you miss out, you're going to be getting the black joint. Um, but, yeah, we got the shout-out to Joe Buck. Did the artwork. Incredible. Um, and, uh, yeah, so on the Redefinition website or whatever, you know, you can go on Fat Beast or, you know, whatever, yeah, hip-hop Fat site, Beast, you know, usual outlet, wherever you get your records from. And uh, it'll come to your house. You know what I mean? A couple That's days. What it is. So there it is, man. Kev, thank you again, brother. All the best and success. Keep doing your stuff. Keep putting out that quality, that dope music. We sincerely appreciate you, brother. 
So here it is. The last track off of the Brazil Dedication LP Exclusivo from my man, Kev Brown. Check it out. Exclusivo. Out the box. Peace. Peace.